Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Polly podcast. Hope everyone's doing okay today. Hope everybody has had a wonderful Christmas and New Year. Um, we are recording this in December, so don't panic guys. We've not time travelled just yet, but in, in the future you guys will hear this. Um, I am sat with two lovely ladies this evening. Uh, I'm sat with Heidi from the band Butcher Babies and Lena from the band Infected Rain. How are you girls? Hey, we're good. Thank you for having us. Doing great, doing great. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we were obviously discussing before we started, but um, how's how's your day been? How's it been? Because obviously you guys are in um, Las Vegas, of all places at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, Las Vegas. Beautiful Las Vegas. It's a very chilly 60 degrees here, which is, uh, I don't know what it is, Celsius, but it's yeah. <laughs> it's warmer than the rest of the country, I'll say sure. that. And still we are like, it's yeah, so we're cool. like, turn on the heater. Um, it's still, uh, it's barely noon for us right now, so uh, we're just getting our day started. So you're at the top of, of the day for us, and we it's nice to see your smiling face. Fantastic. Hopefully we'll set this off on a good foot then in that case. Um, so we kind yes. of... <laughs> so we start off uh, kind of every interview in a similar way. Uh, it doesn't need to be like kind of a downer, but obviously COVID and everything else. How have you guys been the last couple of years, both as musicians and personally? How have you kind of found things? Well, you know, it's funny because we just talked about it. We had a, uh, a little break between the interviews because we've been having lots of those uh, mm. because of the new amazing collaboration we were able to have. Yes, definitely. And uh, we just talk about how awesome that is that despite the you know global depression, we actually have some time to get closer as musicians uh, between bands in general, you know, and... Um, I don't take for granted uh, our friendship, which became uh, stronger because of uh, COVID, because of the pandemic, because we know each other for a while, you know, and sooner or later bands play together, you become closer, but you never have enough time physically to actually, you know, be that close, that deep of a friendship. Because everyone's always on tour. Um, You could live in the same city as your as your best friends even though you know you're in different bands and you're you're in the same city but your tours kind of just do this so you might see each other every once in a great while so um despite the the global (laughs) devastation of COVID-19 I think we did make the best of it um we were able to for to create these awesome friendships with friends that we hadn't really seen in a long time. And, you know, we live, we live down the street from each other. And that was, I moved here during the pandemic and uh, by chance moved down the street from Lena. And so that was really cool. We, we, uh, you know, we were able to do a lot of barbecues. We're having a barbecue today with our friends in Gemini syndrome. And, you know, we're, it's just fun to be able to, um, to have these memories together because um, without the pandemic, we would have probably not been able to do so. Yeah, Absolutely. that and 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 so so much more that we actually had time to do like this collaboration, for example. Yeah. Absolutely. What I would give to have a barbecue in December, I'll tell you, ladies, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. If you could look outside right now, it's like a, it's sunny and beautiful, and like you'd never know it was winter, but. Sometimes it, it does 
it does snow a little bit sometimes before 8 a.m. The mm -hmm. 8 a.m. hits and it all melts. Yeah. So in the night, it gets around, you know, 40 degrees. Mm -hmm. uh, so the difference between night and day is very drastic here in uh, uh, this area, specifically in winter, not in the summer, though. In the summer, it's hot all the time. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so I kind of want to go back to your sort of roots and things. Um, well, how did you guys get into music? Was it your parents that are musical, or was it, do you have an older brother and sister that got you into music? How did you kind of come to get into into metal and things? Um, well, for me, I grew up in a very musical family. Mm -hmm. um, my dad is the middle of 12 kids and wow. <laughs> they had, yeah, they had a family band mm. and for every birthday, wedding, even funerals, the band would play together and everyone would get up and sing. And it was straightforward, just rock and roll type stuff. My parents would listen to like Sticks and Air Supply and In Excess, you know, those kind of, those 80s bands, which we totally loved. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I always loved music and they always, uh, encouraged us to get up and sing or play guitar, which I don't do at all. Um, I, I don't know how to move these two hands separately <laughs> besides sign language. I can do sign language, but I can't play guitar. It's so weird. Um, and then as I got older and, you know, becoming a rebellious teenager, I found a love for metal. It found um, music that really spoke to the emotions that I was feeling. I grew up in um, a Mormon town in Utah and very suppressed, you know, with what you're supposed to look like, what you're supposed to dress like, what you're supposed to think like, how you're supposed to everything. And um, I just didn't feel like I fit in and metal was my safe haven. Mm. And so my whole life, I loved it. And being a vocalist and a singer my whole life, it kind of was just a natural progression for me to become a metal vocalist. And, you know, it obviously you, you, you work hard and you perfect your art and you scream, 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 <laughs> scream till you can't scream anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then you scream some more. <laughs> so that's Amazing. just kind of, that was my, that was my upbringing to it. Amazing. That's so funny because mine is such an opposite, <laughs> the absolute opposite. Nobody in my family uh, was into music besides one little detail. My both parents were dancers. So like in their young, um, young years, that's how they met actually. Uh, my mom uh, was a nurse, you know, she was uh, right after the uh, nursing school already practicing and but she loved dancing and she was doing this like really serious dancing band in in my country uh they used to like uh dance and perform for other musicians like in the background and like tour with them sometimes too and uh believe it or not that's how i i i did my first baby steps on the rehearsal in uh, stage it was actually not a rehearsal room it was a stage yeah. uh, and that's where i did i was only eight months super oh, wow. super early to walk in fact nobody was ex expecting that to happen and but other than this part of like the musical um uh, that's the only music type of thing in my life because yeah nobody was listening to metal or any alternative uh bands in my in my family nobody played an instrument um yeah i just i don't know and i grew up in a pretty uh difficult family situation and it was a pretty difficult upbringing and sooner or later i started to like dwell on it a little bit as a, as a kid you know and i just 
for my big surprise, for my own surprise, I noticed that certain genres of music speak to me louder than others. And I always loved music, you know, and just um, more different sounding, more alternative sounding bands at the time that were like popular on MTV or radio stations, I, I could notice that I feel different when I listen to that, right? So that's how slowly I started loving and understanding that this is what I feel comfortable with. And, you know, bands like Nirvana, Offspring, um, all the bands on MTV at the time, like P.O.D., Limbiscuit, Linkin Park, Korn, um, you know, like Blink-182, like a lot of like all the alternative. I didn't I didn't even know there's genres of metal and stuff. I, I was kid, I was like 13. Um, and, you know, slowly I was like, oh, I can change radio stations. There are radio stations that play only that. Fuck yeah. yeah. And that's what I started doing, you know. <laughs> and but yeah, I never really uh, think that I would be in a band. Not until I, I, I was asked to sing for fun later on when I was like 21. So not until then, I was only a music lover, a music listener, I would go to shows, I had a lot of friends, musicians, uh, but that was it, that was it, yeah, nothing else was uh, connecting me or my life to music. I was actually a hair and makeup artist since I was 16. I thought that's gonna be my career forever, I still love it, I was very good at it. I and I'm not bragging. I really mm. loved it. When you love something so She's much, still very good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you know, I never planned to become a musician or to change my career because I I had my mind set already. But it just oh my god, that was so addicting. When I felt that taste of like music and like getting it out of you and like learning, and then I started doing lessons, and then we started performing. I was like. I can't believe I didn't have this in my life before. Like, what the hell? You know? And, yeah, that's how everything happened to me. It's the best therapy ever. Yeah, <laughs> I think, again, correct me if you if you guys think differently, but I, from just from what you guys have said, I think it's a case of you're both kind of... Some people are born into what they do, and other people have to work hard at it. And I'm not saying you haven't worked hard at it, but as uh, Lena said, obviously being eight months old on a stage, like almost born to be there. And and yourself, Heidi, obviously coming from a more sort of stricter uh, town and things like that, you wanting to rebel and things. And it's like, well, actually, no, look, fuck this. Like, this is what I want to do. So that, that's really cool to hear. And, and that's, 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 you're completely right because the country I come from, yes, it's not Mormon, but a lot of rules and things that Heidi would like tell me about her past and how she, you know, had to grow up and, and like deal with certain rules of the community she was growing up in or, or family she was growing up in are very similar. And not because we're Mormon, but because it's, it's an ex-USSR country mm. with very, you know, still to this day, close-minded people that will point a finger at you if when if you look different. But if you sound different, are you kidding me? Yeah. Nobody will ever uh, take you seriously. It's a, it's a societal suppression. So, for sure. so yeah, us being from Moldova, it's uh, we have that in common now that I think yeah. about it. Mm -hmm. It's for sure. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Love that. Um, so. What was oh, I forgot what I was gonna say now? Oh god, it's all getting to my head. What was I gonna say? I've totally forgotten. It's gone. It's gone. Don't worry. We'll come back to it in a minute. It'll come back to me. <laughs> uh, it oh to me no, it's time. fine. I remember. It's fine. Uh, it's come back to me. Um. So again, this like I want to pretense this kind of thing. It shouldn't be a problem because it doesn't fucking matter. But it can be a problem. Have you guys found as ladies, as women, uh, in the metal scene, have you come across any kind of difficulties? 
through your gender, if that makes sense. Again, it shouldn't be a problem because it doesn't fucking matter, but people make it a thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. People make it a thing. And we also just discussed that too. Um, <laughs> you know, it's really interesting because this is a, it's a very, a very common topic mm. for us. Um, and in all actuality, I would say within the past 10 years or so, not really. Mm. Um, Good. I think more so than anything, we've we've had you know a, a, a little bit of a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. A lot of people want to know what it's about, and a lot of people are interested because it is fairly new and it was taboo, you know, about twenty years ago. Um, and then some people want nothing to do with it. But I feel like that's kind of all gone by the wayside. Good. Um, you know, women are out there just really, really dominating, and I think that um, I think. I think nowadays, um, it, 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 it's not as prevalent as it used to be. Yeah. I think that we've all, you know, we've been in our respect to, you know, respected bands, um, over a decade, both mm -hmm. 13 years, 12 years. And, you know, it's been, it's been years and years of kind of working hard to shake any sort of prejudgment or predetermined judgment of what we would or could be because we're females. And mm -hmm. I think that over those years, those kind of judgments have, have gone away. Um, you know, I, it's for anything that's different, anything that's new and different, there's going to be years and years of, you yeah. know, an industry trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I'm so happy to be a female in this industry. I'm happy to have my female friends in this industry. Um, we support each other. We build each other up. And I think that's the most important thing that we can represent. Absolutely. And I uh, can only agree with Heidi here. Um, to be very specific to your question, to give you a very specific uh, answer, you're not going to like it. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> I'm going to tell you that You've been uh, very respectful, and I, I, I appreciate you like um, uh, actually mentioning you know it shouldn't matter, and you're right. But unfortunately, because of many, I'm not saying majority, but many people in the in in the in the press and interviewers in general, because of them bringing it up uh, time after time after time, hundreds of times, it will always be something that is there mm -hmm. stop asking about it in general and yeah. people want see it you know like mm -hmm. one question is good two questions is good but people make a big deal out of it and mm -hmm. we are trying to say it's not yeah it's not a big like deal. like you said you were totally right yeah. you said it shouldn't be a big deal and, 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 and i right. appreciate i, I yeah. appreciate you specifying that thank you so much it really shouldn't be a big deal because we are human beings Absolutely. and this is art this is about art this is about feelings emotions art being artistic being you know uh creative uh it's not about anything else and 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 uh yeah we just talked about it it's super funny we just talked about it it may uh, you know a female can be in a certain way but a male can be in a certain way just as much and if you look at how the music industry is nowadays it's not just um you know it's not just uh, you know, this gender does this, just this gender does that, that gender, blah, 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 blah. Nowadays, it's really incredible because yeah. you see men and women in all genres mm. and also you see cross 
genre mm -hmm. music being released. It yeah. seems like the, the music industry as a whole is really kind of starting to meld. And I think that's beautiful. It is. I think it's beautiful. I, I love the fact that, you know, rap fans can love metal and metal Absolutely. fans can love rap and, and pop. And I think that is what we need. Yeah. All inclusive, all around everything. And I think the world is really, really moving in that direction. I think it's beautiful. I really do. And so, you know, putting putting to bed the idea that it's that it's um, weird for a girl to be in a metal band. Mm. I think you know that is the, moving forward. You know, we're accepting you know fans of all different genres to be fans of metal now, and yeah. I think that that is incredible. Absolutely. And I don't know what started this and how it all changed. You yeah. know, because you'll see so many different type of people at metal shows Absolutely. it's insane sometimes at our shows all the front rows female sometimes it's all male you just never know yeah you Absolutely. never know if it's going to be you know the the battle vest guy mm -hmm. or if it's going to be the girl who just walked off the runway or yeah. if it's you never know and i think that and that's, that's beautiful i think it's incredible to see this in metal right now that's what drew me to the metal genre yeah. incredible at first is the um the inclusiveness and it's like it doesn't matter where you came from doesn't matter what you do for a living doesn't matter what your parents do for a living doesn't matter what you look like like if you're here and you want to see this music let's head bang together yeah. and let's circle pit together i'll pick you up if you'll fall down and Absolutely. to me i think that that's the most beautiful thing and seeing all types of walks of life at the shows and on stage is the most incredible thing that's happening so yeah, all inclusiveness. Do you know why the skull is always, in a way, representing the metal? Uh, it's because a, by a skull, you can't tell if it's a female mm -hmm. or a male, black yeah. or white, old or young. You know, you can if you look at the bones yeah, and you're a scientist, yeah, yeah. but you can't. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's why metal is the home for all of us. And it should be that way. And it it's. All, all the time the more the merrier doesn't matter you know we had fans that are like 80 year old grandmas coming to rock with their grandchildren uh, yeah. but again to be more specific to your question mm -hmm. did we ever encounter yes but mainly because it's brought up by the interviewers mm -hmm. so much some i'm telling you i just had to decline and i'm not uh, ashamed to say that mm -hmm. i had to decline an interview that was all about it it was uh, 15 yeah. questions oh, wow. about the same thing what do you think should be done blah blah yeah. blah i'm like no 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 yeah, no <laughs> <Stop>. absolutely <laughs> i was gonna say so the first i'm not i'm gonna i'm gonna to make this point and then i'm gonna move off it because obviously like i say it's, it's a non-starting conversation to be honest yeah and it shouldn't matter but i remember i can't remember the the vocalist name but not the new vocalist of Arch Enemy, the one before, whose name I've completely mm -hmm. forgotten. But anyway, I... Angela. Angela Gosling. That's the one. There we go. Um, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I um, mm -hmm. got... Uh, I was listening to Arch Enemy for the first... This was years ago for the first time. And I was like, fuck, this dude can like really fucking sing. And I Googled a picture of the band and it was a woman. And I was like, well, fucking hell. That's really cool. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? And I think you two in particular... I think uh, Larissa from Venom Prison as well, and there are so many great female front front people in metal and in like other genres of rock and roll as well that just yeah. are leading lights, and it should just not be a thing, but it's a thing apparently. And I'm Which. here to say it's fucking not. 
Moving on. Awesome. So speaking of um, girls being absolutely bossing in metal, let's talk about this collaboration of yours. So nice. I kind of because I'm um, you know, very, very love loved by your PR people, they sent me the record and I've listened to it and it's fantastic. Um, but the collaboration in particular I was very very I was surprised to see obviously you two together I was like okay that was that I wonder what that's gonna sound like okay Mm -hmm. right I get like really cool really really cool to see how did that come about as a collaboration it was actually a very unplanned but super organic decision that was right away accepted by Heidi and we were blessed to have time to do that. You know, we didn't plan it because with the pandemic in general, it was kind of difficult to like bring people together in general. I was even recording with my own band. So, but then when everything was already recorded and uh, slowly like worked on like um, by the producer and like uh, polished by us here and there, I was like, it would be so cool to have like somebody else like add to the song, like another like screaming badass person without thinking it should be who, who, sh- who that should be, right? And then I brought the idea to my boys because me and Heidi, we are super close friends and I have a lot of love and respect for what she does with her band, the Butcher Babies. And uh, we used to like see, we used to see each other couple of times a week at least uh back in days now you know things are picking up a little bit so we we might see each other every day and then for a while not but we are neighbors even you know and that that like was an instant idea instant without like it was i will ask heidi obviously i asked my boys first and they were like you know if she has time that would be fucking awesome and um heidi did listen to some of the songs that you know we were working on already and i believe i gave her like two options uh so she feels comfortable and she can relate to what she gets into you know like i know it's it matters a lot to me and i'm sure to a lot of vocalists just like heidi and uh she right away wanted to do it and i we had so much fun recording it. i i was the sound engineer i was recording her for the first time i never like i was like i don't know what i'm doing like i recorded myself but that's totally different right um but yeah it was so much fun it was so cool because i you know she we warmed up together and she brought me in there and we sang or you know she showed me different parts of the song and we we chose like yeah. what what we should both sing nothing was pre-planned yeah it was so organic it was just like we just get there and just figure it out and it was really fun really cool she made me feel very comfortable in the vocal mm-hmm. booth and um it was it was awesome and and totally organic although it's really cool because even after we recorded this and you know we announced a tour and everyone's like okay so when are we getting the collaboration song <laughs> <We're> like and you know that, that uh, in fact for you to understand how uh, much this wasn't planned at all hmm. i actually did record fully vocals for the song we were yeah. i recorded vocals for the whole album already and the album was in the process of being you know uh, mastered and like tweaked on and worked on and then you know it exists but we're never gonna release it just yeah. with me um but it, it yeah we have the song just with me it, it, because we didn't plan it it wasn't like oh, so this is what we're gonna do you know yeah, yeah. it wasn't like that 
I love that. So it's, it's kind of uh, adding the extra sprinkle touch, as it were. <laughs> she's she's a cherry on a cake. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. So you guys are doing a tour together, you say, yeah? Is that the plan for next year? Have I got that right? We just came back from one. You've just we come just back finished from it. Cool. With you, fine. So obviously 2022 is looking for heavy touring, I guess, for both bands? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, eventually, mm-hmm. maybe not this exact year, mm-hmm. but we do really want to go on tour together again and again and again because yeah. this was so much fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Make it a regular thing. <laughs> absolutely um so obviously talking kind of about the live experience with obviously both bands um do you guys have any pre-gig rituals now i ask every single person this question and one day i'm gonna get the answer i want of someone like sacrificing a goat or something but yeah so <laughs> just i just kind of want something completely out of the blue like do you know what i mean like oh my god like what <laughs> Goats yeah, so are so cute. Know, goats yeah. Are no, yeah, don't go um, sacrifice goats, people. <laughs> um, I think I, I let. I, I mean, just warming up, and mm-hmm. I, I don't really have a full-on ritual. Mm-hmm. I warm up as I do my makeup and everything, but not a full ritual. Uh, my band has to do our chant before we go on stage. If we forget, it's like. It's gonna be the worst show of our lives. But um, but yeah, no, nothing crazy. Um, I listen to Attila nice. a lot before I go on stage. It gets it gets me hyped. Yeah, <laughs> that band can get you hyped for sure. <laughs> um, I do. I do actually have some rituals. Nothing okay, crazy, cool. as you mentioned. <laughs> but uh, I try to make that happen. No matter how close we get to the. To, time you know the show time no matter how uh, um, much room I have you know everything I try to make it work so yeah if I don't have enough time then I do it while doing my makeup or whatever but I do have to no matter what um, have at least a 30 minutes uh, a minimum of 30 minutes of stretch and or work workout mm-hmm. to prepare my body and then I do a 15 to 20 minutes of vocal warm up, mm-hmm. which um, is actually not um, 100% necessary for everybody, you know, especially because we sing every day on stage. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's not like, but for me, it's more of a mental state. Mm-hmm. I, it's almost like a mantra because even for the sounds I make, it's almost like a mantra. It calms my brain, calms my body. I'm like, I got this shit. I can go. You know what I mean? And yeah. it helps me be more confident. It helps me um, be more, uh, I don't know, um, strong and maybe sound better. I don't know if it helps me sound better because as I said, we, we do, but mentally I believe in that. So if you mentally believe in that, you can conquer mountains. You know what I mean? And so for me, it's so important. And my boys know I panic if I don't have time for that. And I make time for that no, no matter what. Even if I have a little bit of time, I do it in the bathroom. Mm. I had to do it some, one time in a, in a outside, um, in a, it was in Austria, in, in a bathroom outside, it was super cold. It was also the only bathroom, so some of the people were already coming in and out. I didn't fucking care. I, I, I can't. I yeah. don't feel confident on stage if I don't do that. No, and absolutely. and I'm talking about both yeah. physical and vocal cords type of a thing. And um, I could probably feel um, still feel confident 
going on stage with zero makeup but prepared if I didn't have time than going with full on makeup but didn't have time to you know what I mean that's yeah, no, how important absolutely. that is absolutely um so which of these do you prefer a main stage festival slot or a sweaty plaqued out uh venue why do we have to choose? <laughs> I don't want to choose. I want both. They are so different and so good. No, in the yeah, same true, true. They're, they're very different. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, the energy in a sweaty, packed out room is insane. Yeah. That type of energy, like you can never really replicate that mm -hmm. in anything. Um, that's insane. But a festival going off. Yeah. It has its ups, both have ups and downs, both of them. Yeah. Like a festival, for example, trust me, a band does not sound to its best at a festival because we don't have time. Yeah, Sometimes no, we don't even have time to, to do lineups. There are so many bands, mm -hmm. things are just fast, 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 fast. And trust me, if you like to band at a festival, they will kick your ass in a club because yeah, they absolutely. they prepare and you know like festivals have their ups and downs just as much but at the same time you get to play in in front of so many people and the energy and it's outdoors the, the majority of the festivals are like in the middle of the nature so so cool but just like heidi said the energy of a small club the preparation when you're on tour you get prepared properly you're there in the morning you do the whole thing you get familiar with the with the place sometimes you go on festival you don't even know what how the stage look like yeah, Absolutely. I remember one time playing on a stage in France. It was Hellfest, and it was main stage, and there was a big-ass catwalk that was 20 feet above the ground. You can't even see the people, really, you know? <laughs> and so it's, you're so far away from yeah. everyone. You, you can't feel their energy back at you. You can see them, and you can tell they're having a good time, but you can't really feel that energy. You're so separated. So that is kind of difficult as a performer, even yeah. though it's one of the coolest experiences of your life. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, they both have just, it's yeah, hard no, to say. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, um, in this, like, so I'll be completely straight with you. Um, I sit in my bedroom and I talk to people and I've been absolutely blessed to speak to the people I do like yourself. So thank you so much for giving the time. Um, obviously you guys rub shoulders with a lot of different bands, a lot of different artists. Is there anybody who you've come across in your uh, professional career that you've genuinely sort of been starstruck by going, oh my God, that's thingy over there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I mean, we all grew up with some musicians and some bands that spoke to us so much and you develop some sort of, um, uh, you know, respect and some sort of um, love to even though you never met and then when you finally meet and these people are all so cool you're like oh my god you know like this is so awesome for example i have the best story ever about the band court okay. so obviously corn has been around for a long long time so a lot of people can relate to listen listening to them as teenagers or you know uh, later on in life I was always a fan of bands uh, that sounded similar to Korn, but Korn in general spoke to me very much as a teenager. So having to play, even though it was festival, on a, we played on the same stage. We shared the same backstage area. Obviously, they had their own uh, part, but yeah. uh, it was just, I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Obviously, all that was happening in my head. Mm -hmm. I wasn't showing that. But inside, the, the fan girl was like, <laughs> you know, something like that. But, but but at the same time, I was lucky to actually 
talk and even remain friends with some of the members of Corn. And I was able to talk to John Davis and tell him I watched Corn for the first time when I was 17, which is 18 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And that's like half of my life ago. And I remember that day. I remember mm -hmm. that day and I remember thinking how awesome it is to see them and what is it for them to play in front of so many people I remember thinking about that although as I said I never even planned to be on stage and that thought crossed my mind when I saw him and I said you know you're probably the reason why I'm here yeah. probably some subconsciously not on purpose and he's the sweetest person on the planet he is and not just him the whole band the whole band is and they are you know uh, people with extreme amount of mm, uh, experience in this uh, industry. They're also very humble. They are so humble. So and, and there humble. are so many more like that. You know, Corey Taylor from Slipknot is insanely humble for how big his personality, persona, name, band are, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, everybody from Lacuna Coil as well. Hey, I remember as a child watching their videos on, on MTV. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, no, and, and then we toured together. And actually, I'm super close friends with Mikey and Christina and Andrea uh, from Lacuna Like, It's just like we are all human beings and we have to remember that. And Absolutely. when we remember that, and it's it's nice to tell my them. dad always my dad always told me as a kid he's like everyone wakes up in the morning and takes a shit absolutely my dad's in the film industry yeah. and so i grew up around you know seeing like movie stars and stuff mm -hmm. like that and i would always be like oh my god and so now when i meet these people obviously it's like oh wow you were they were huge inspirations to me but i always kind of grew up with that mentality and i have a corn story that's kind of the same I remember I, I at Sturgis one year I got to watch Corn from side stage and this was way right actually right before, the year before I started Butcher Babies and I remember watching I took a picture of Jonathan Davis out in front of the crowd from backstage and I was like that's gonna be me someday and I got to meet him that day because I was friends with Ray the drummer and um, it was incredible and and to this day I kind of look at that as like huge inspiration for like this is gonna be me that's and, amazing and Beautiful. and here we are. Um, unfortunately, we do have to bounce. We yeah. do have an interview right. We're a yeah. little bit late for it. No, absolutely. I'm I sorry. totally appreciate that. No, that's absolutely fine. I sorry. just want to. Yeah, no, absolutely fine. I was just going to say. Um, obviously, people look to you guys, and you guys are like the people for their your generation looking down at children. You know what I mean? Um, so thank you Aww. so much for what you do. Um, go and check out uh, Infected Brains new record which is should be out on the day of this release of the podcast if i've done it right uh check out butcher mm -hmm. babies records are great they're brilliant thank you so much ladies it's been an absolute pleasure i hope you have a wonderful rest of your thank day you. thanks buddy have all a good day all the best bye bye, bye.